Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham this morning. Uh, Got to make sure we thank our sponsors because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show on our Twitter, on our Instagram story, and hit us up on TikTok as well. Uh, but our sponsors are uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out to find yourself a new ride. Make them a part of your new car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go there. And then also Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So yes, I am out here at St. Thomas Sports Park. Titans OTA practice for the day. Uh, begins at 9.05. So I did see some comments asking, no trivia on this Tuesday. No, trivia takes a long time. I don't have time for that. So we will do a, a early throw in shade this week and then do sports trivia tomorrow on a Wednesday. Jimbo says, running out of time for Simmons. No, 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 no. All right, I don't want to get, and then he says, better pay the man soon. Jimbo, cool your jets. Cool your jets. We'll talk about Jeffrey Simmons and Aaron Donald. The Titans are not running out of time to extend Jeffrey Simmons. That is asinine. So let's let's not get ahead of our horses here. Uh, But we will talk about how Aaron Donald's contract does uh, impact Jeffrey Simmons and his potential contract extension from the Titans soon. But we will begin with new shade that I have found, new disrespect that I have found on Derrick Henry This coming from Pro Football Focus, and Jack, I find this to be very lazy analysis for Derrick Henry coming into this upcoming season. So I'm going to just go through what the situation is. Pro Football Focus went through and did rankings and tiers for all positions uh, a couple weeks ago. And so you go to the running back rankings and tiers, and it talks about how the bell cow running back is on the way out. Last season, Najee Harris was the only running back who played over 70% of his team's snaps, and just five running backs cleared that 60% of the snaps threshold. And that's a huge difference from 15 years ago when eight running backs played 70% of the snaps and 18 played 60%. Now, Derrick Henry obviously was injured and only played in the first eight games of the Titans season, and so therefore he was going to be under that threshold. But we know what type of back Derrick Henry is. So now I'm going to get to the running back tiers that Pro Football Focus has laid out, Jack. And they say tier one, elite. Number one, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts. Number two, Nick Chubb, Cleveland Browns. And that's it. That's the end of the elite category there for the (laughs) running backs. So you notice no Derrick Henry in the elite category for the running backs. Tier number two, elite win at full strength, but slowed by injuries. I'll say it one more time. Tier two is elite when at full strength, but slowed by injuries. Leading off this second tier for pro football focus is Derek Henry at number three overall. And here's the beginning of the analysis from pro football focus. 
If this were simply a list of top running backs in the NFL over the last three seasons, Henry would find himself at the top, obviously. He's been the most valuable running back in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, win above replacement metric. 4,500 rushing yards are 600 more than the next closest back, despite missing roughly half of the season last year. However, there is some reason for concern pertaining Henry's availability to maintain that high-level play moving forward. Goes through the volume, right? Only three of the 30 running backs who had had at least 150 regular season carries last year were in their seventh season or higher. Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Cordell Patterson. Meanwhile, Henry is set to enter his seventh season while coming off a foot injury and multiple years with a heavy workload. So, Jack, I'll let you react and see what you think. Now, I will file out the rest of Tier 2, which is labeled elite when at full strength but slowed by injuries. Number four is Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers. Number five is Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. And number six is Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. So Derek Henry finds him third overall, but not in the elite category. So, Jack, what's your what's your uh, reaction here? I, I, I don't understand this at all, really. Uh, the Nick Chubb part of it is even more confusing. Nick Chubb has never had a 1,500-yard season in his entire four-year career. He's had one season with double-digit touchdown numbers. Derrick Henry, in 2019 and 2020, not only led the league in rushing yards, including a 2,027-yard year in 2020, but he also led it in rushing touchdowns. And let's not forget where he was through eight games last year. He had 937 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was set. He was on pace to have his best year in rushing touchdowns. And he was he was knocking on the door to another 2,000-yard season. He goes down. Jonathan Taylor takes three weeks to surpass his rushing numbers. And I get the usage rate's a little different there, but that doesn't matter. And, and this whole thing, the, the, the bell cow running back era is dead. Derrick Henry is the exception to that rule. Derrick Henry is the exception to most rules when it comes to running backs and their longevity. And you, you cluster him with this group of injury-prone running backs, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry has been injured one time. He broke a little tiny bone in his foot. It was a fluke injury. These guys get hurt on a consistent basis. Christian McCaffrey hadn't played half the season in like three years. Alvin Kamara goes down for like two or three games every single season. Same with Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry, just because he got hurt last season, doesn't mean that he's an injury-prone running back. So when healthy is pretty much implying that Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's health is never a guarantee when it has been. It has been throughout his career up until last season when a tiny bone in his foot broke. And, Jack, I think you nailed it. And that's why I called this lazy for pro football focus because they are taking a singular injury from Derrick Henry and grouping him with Christian McCaffrey. The same Christian McCaffrey who Jack has played in 10 of the Panthers' last 30 games. Mm. Right? I'll say more. Christian McCaffrey has played in 10 of the Panthers' last 30 games. Now, that categorizes as elite when healthy, but held back by injuries. Sure. Like that, if you want to, if you want to put Christian McCaffrey in that, absolutely. If you want to put Dalvin Cook in that, absolutely. Because last season alone, Dalvin Cook had ankle and shoulder injuries. That is plural injuries that he played with. Throughout the year, you talk, kind of talked about uh, Alvin Kamara, but Derrick Henry's one broken bone is being taken like it's a lingering thing. And it's like 
that's kind of why people say like sometimes you'd rather break your ankle than sprain it significantly because you break your bone, it takes time, it heals, and you keep on going. But if you tear something, if you sprain something, if you have a ruptured tendon or something like that, now that is something that continues to linger. But for Derrick Henry, the guy came back from his injury in the same season that it happened. Now, he wasn't super explosive in the playoffs against the Bengals. We all understand that. But it was like 13 weeks after he broke his foot. And so now you give him another seven months after he breaks his foot to get to the training camp, and now he's going to be fine. And so I just think it's incredibly lazy to, to, to group Derrick Henry with a guy like Christian McCaffrey. And thank you, Lucas, for correcting me. Christian McCaffrey's played in 10 of the last 33 games. Even worse. So he's, he's, he's even worse. He's even worse. It's absolutely insane that, that, he, that Pro Football Focus did that that lazy. Like, you know, Derrick Henry... His foot's healed. He is fine. Nothing lingers from that. If anything, it's stronger because he's got a metal plate protecting the bone that broke. Nick Chubb, the Nick Chubb slander, I mean, the Nick Chubb hype machine right now that's going on in the NFL and has been going on for the past few years is confusing. We talk about elite when healthy. Nick Chubb hasn't put together a full season in three years. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, he played 14 games last year. He had 12 the year before. I mean, elite when healthy, that's Nick more Nick Chubb than Derrick Henry. And even when Derrick Henry's hobbled, I, I, I still think he's a better running back than anybody in the league. And we'll talk about what he needs to do to reestablish that. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, if, if you want to argue Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, that's okay with me. Jonathan Taylor is, is going to be, you know, Derrick Henry is going to pass the torch to Jonathan Taylor uh, once, once his time being the, the top dog in the NFL is done. Um, Austin, we got you back. But once Derrick Henry's time is time is done at the top, the, the torch will be passed to Jonathan okay. Taylor. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Did, did, did I go away for a second? You went away for a second. But but Taylor at the age of, what, 23 years old? He'll have okay. his time. You're back. Uh, he'll have his time at the top. But just because Derrick Henry broke a tiny bone in his foot last year and was on pace to do 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. Oh, by the way, he was finally making some ground in the passing game. He had he had 18 catches for 154 yards by the time he went out. His career high prior to that was 19 catches in a single season. So he was going to double his career high last year in the in the pass catching game. So not just is he still, you know, the, the top tier running back and you can argue who belongs where behind him, but I, I think he's added an element to his game as he's gotten older to make his career uh, you know, more sustainable and they, they keep the, the sustainable word what they used in this pro football focus article. It, it, it baffles me because if anybody is, if anybody's success has been sustainable at the running back position over the last handful of years, it's Derrick Henry prior to this injury, three straight yeah. seasons of a thousand plus yards. I mentioned what he did the last two years. Derrick Henry is still the top dog. And, and if he isn't, if, if you disagree with that, and I know, Big Ten Jeff's probably watching here somewhere screaming about Jonathan Taylor being the number one running back in the league. That's an argument I'm willing to have. I still think it's Henry. That doesn't bother me. Like Jonathan Taylor being number one this year doesn't bother me because Henry's coming off of that injury. But having Derrick Henry out of that elite tier makes no sense. Again, it's lazy, lazy analysis done by uh, Pro Football Focus. So let's go ahead and do this uh, because Cody says national media even talked about him being on pace for an MVP. Absolutely. Um, and so, 
let's let's get into this conversation here, Jack. Let's ask this question: What kind of season does Derrick Henry need to have to regain his national respect? What kind of season does Derrick Henry need to have to regain his nat- his national respect? But real quick, we're talking about injuries here. Uh, whenever you get hurt. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute. Jack was talking about his ailments and knowing when it's going to rain because of what injuries he's had in life. But you can uh, not fumble on your recovery and get back to full health and feel great about your body no matter how old you are or how many injuries you've had because the Bone and Joint Institute, they've got somebody that specializes in any type of joint or bone injury you could possibly think of. Uh, that specialist there in Franklin, they've got satellite campuses in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville. I've had my shoulder and my knee worked on by doctors at the bone and joint institute so check them out right there boneandjointtn.org check these guys out if you're a sports better bet mgm it's the king of sports books we've got a great promotion going on right now new users use that promo code that you see on your screen a to z sports a t o z sports and you'll get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars the best part about it two words risk-free you can bet on anything you'd like. You can bet on the MLB, the, the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, or hey, even a little college baseball. Oh, my Vandy boys. They lost yesterday. I'm heartbroken. But it's going to be okay. The tournament's been excellent so far. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 with code A to Z Sports for you new users out there. You want to switch sportsbook? BetMGM is the place to be. It is the easiest app to navigate, the widest selection you got out there, and so many different ways to make money. They make it easy for the user. So remember, code A to Z Sports gets you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on BetMGM. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issue if not withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. The question we're asking you guys right now is what type of season does Derrick Henry need to have to regain his national respect? I, I, I want to say this. I think Derrick Henry has a lot of national respect still, but there is significant doubt on him and his ability to last deep into his 20s, get past the broken bone in his foot, and to be a bell cow for the Titans to help them be one of the best teams in the AFC again. So, Jack, I'm going to send you the comment section. What are people saying about – what type of season he has to have to regain that respect. Ryan says he, he thinks Derrick Henry can go for 2K. 2K on repeat. Okay, let's, 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 okay. I think, That's sure, that would, ha- like, if he does that, he gets all of his respect back. <laughs> but let's not talk about, like, the obvious. Let's say, what's the threshold that Derrick Henry has to break to regain that national respect? So let's, let's change the conversation a little bit. Jared says 1,612-plus TDs. Greg, okay. going along that same line, 1,611. Jesse says 1,700 yards. So does Scott with 15 touchdowns to go on the side. Marquis says 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Xavier also with another 2K season. Derek R., 1,500-plus yards. Play all year and top five in yards. Doesn't matter the number. If he's a top five running back, you got to put some respect on Derek Henry's name, says Mikey. From zero to hero, says Steven. Uh, says Steven. Titans Kyle. Let, lead the league in rushing, probably 1,615 touchdowns. 2,000 is the goal, obviously. Wayne, winner ring, obviously that's the goal. That would that would put yep. some respect on him pretty quickly. Um, 1,210, says Drake. Rushing title, says Nate John. Lead the league in touchdowns, says Ryan. Uh, 1,600 from RJ, uh, 1,500 from Josh, 1,500 from Ethan, along with 12 touchdowns. Got to compete with Taylor. 
wherever Taylor is, Henry's got to be right there with him. Uh, let's see, 1,510 from Marcus, top five in rushing from Michael. 1,500 from top tier, 1,500 from Clayton. We're seeing that 1,500 number pop up quite a bit here. Rushing title, says our man yeah. Eddie. Jabu, 1,710. So, where, where do you lie I, I here? Think, yeah, I think this is tough because when you look at the last that last season, Derrick Henry was – I, it looks like he was top 10 in rushing after only playing eight games. Let's see. Taylor, Chubb, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, he was ninth in the league in rushing after only playing a couple seasons. So only only one person, Jonathan Taylor, broke through 1,300 yards, and he had 1,800. So Jonathan Taylor had a great season. Nobody's taking anything away from Taylor having that great of a year. But for me, I think because Derrick Henry – set his own bar so high with 2,000 yards, leading the league in rushing two years ago, and then also nearly having 1,000 through the first half of the season last year. I think for him, because you could say that a national talking head would argue that Derrick Henry having 1,300 yards this season is him falling off a cliff, right? Like a national head can say, look at the difference. He went from – 2,000 yards to hurt half the year to only 1,300, he's he's over the hill. Like, you, I can hear Nick Wright's dumbass on FS1 saying that right now. Like, I, I mean, so I think I think Derrick Henry's kind of working against himself in that situation. So I think he's got to get 1,400-plus yards to be – and then, you know, that's going to put him top two, top three in the NFL in rushing. But I also don't think that it's a bad thing for the Titans overall – to have their offense be more balanced and not as reliant upon Derrick Henry to have crazy numbers like that. But I, I do think 1,400 yards is where national people will say, yeah, Derrick Henry still got it. I, I do. I, I, I agree that 1,400 would be nice. I, I'm going to go a little higher, though. I want 1,500 okay. yards and 15 touchdowns. Get him back to where he kind of, you know, back in, in the ballpark of where he was in 2019 when he had that 1,500-yard season with 16 touchdowns. I think 1,515 touchdowns gets you uh, not only the respect back, but that could put you, you know, in the conversation for leading the league in rushing once again. A third rushing title under Derrick Henry's belt. So 1,515, it's going to be tough to do because they're probably going to ease in on him, you know, early on in the season. So I'm expecting... Uh, around 275 to 300 carries. We'll see if they continue to involve him in the passing game. But I I, I don't think that he has to lead the league in rushing. I don't think he will just because of how how cautious the Titans are probably going to play that early on in the season. You want to have Henry later on in the year. If he doesn't lead the league in in rushing yards, I don't give a damn as long as he's healthy going into the playoffs and can make some moves there. But to, to earn the respect from the national media who loves to disrespect Henry, loves to disrespect the Titans, it's going to it's gonna cost 1,500 yards and about 15 touchdowns, in my opinion. Uh, no, I think that's, that's fair for you. I, I do think the Titans would be thrilled with that. And I think hopefully they can replace some of those missing yards. Hassan Haskins, you know, a, a mid-round draft pick that you can use. You like what you got out of Dontrell Hilliard. So I think – if I were the Titans moving forward, you to make sure that Derrick Henry is ready to roll for late January, like you're saying in the playoffs. Uh, but he also has to be effective enough to help you get to the playoffs because of how the AFC has changed so much over the last, you know, several months of this off season. 
It is eSports here live on this Tuesday. I'm live from St. Thomas Sports Park outside of the Titans facility as the Titans OTAs uh, start today. They will be on the field at 9.05 a.m. Central Time. So that's about 35 minutes uh, from now. Let's go ahead and shift our topics because, you know, Derrick Henry is one thing and his future is uh, a, a, a interesting conversation because of the injury. But Jeffrey Simmons' future is very bright especially after what, after what happened with Aaron Donald yesterday. So we'll talk about how Aaron Donald's bag impacts Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, but first, let me tell all you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. If you're in the market for a brand new vehicle, check out our friends in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It's a great place to start your car buying process because Payne Bone and his team, they're good people. We've known them for multiple years. They really are good people. They like sports. They like the Titans. They love Nashville SC. They like having conversations uh, about that as well. So if you're looking for a new car, head out to Lebanon. They've got inventory. While we were there last Friday, we were doing the show, and a truck just brought in a bunch of new Hyundais up there on the lot to sell. So make sure you take advantage of a great lot at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Take advantage of this promotion also that we are a part of with BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Use use our promo code that you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's not a normal bet. That's a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for you new users out there. Bet it on whatever you'd like. I mentioned the variety and the selection and how easily navigatable or nav- navigable. Oh, I've got a philosophical thing coming up again here. I uh, had, a, had a little uh, brain aneurysm yesterday on that word. But um, risk-free bet up to $1,000 on BetMGM with promo code A to Z Sports. Bet it however you'd like, wherever you'd like. If you win it, you get some extra money in your account. If you lose it, hey, no big deal. You stick with what you started with. Use that code, promo code A to Z Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on BetMGM. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday, getting ready for Titans OTA practice this uh, here in about 30 minutes or so. But talking today about how Jeffrey Simmons' future was impacted by the big contract extension uh, that Aaron Donald got yesterday. So the LA Rams somehow continue to find money to stay under the salary cap and give probably the best defensive player of our lifetimes the biggest contract of any defensive players so far during our lifetimes as uh, uh, Aaron Donald got a three-year extension. Basically what it works out to is two years for $60 million, but now three years, $95 million uh, for Aaron Donald over the next three seasons. Jackie wrote about this at AtoZSports.com yesterday uh, after the deal was made. What are your thoughts on how this impacts big Jeff? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because Jeffrey Simmons, his first two seasons with the Titans weren't, you know, worthy of this, you know, lucrative contract. However, last year, eight and a half sack year, 12 TFLs, and his impact was really much more than what it showed on the stat sheet just by how much attention he demands on the interior of that decent defensive line, how just dominant he is. So... My my thoughts are wow. First of all, Aaron Donald, thirty one million dollars. If any non quarterback deserves it, it's probably him. The best interior defensive lineman I think the NFL has ever seen, in my opinion. Uh, eight seasons, eight Pro Bowls. There's, there's a a tiny tiny list of guys that have done that in the league. He's and, and he's probably not stopping there. So for for 
Aaron Donald to get that bag. I think de- defensive tackles across the league, especially the younger guys like Jeffrey Simmons, uh, have to be pretty pumped up about that. Uh, the, the Titans, they, they made it clear that, hey, we've got the extra money now because A.J. Brown went up to Philadelphia. We're not paying $25 million plus for A.J. Brown. But, Big Jeff, you want to come talk? We'll have a discussion. So uh, it, it's not only great for the defensive tackles, it's great for Jeffrey Simmons. And I, you mentioned it about the Rams' salary cap. I don't know how they managed to do it. For the, for the salary cap is a myth crowd. The Los Angeles Rams is where that conversation should start and end. So it's it's great for defensive well, tackles. Jeffrey Simmons to take advantage. Here's part of that is that at the end of the Aaron Donald contract that he's got right now, there are two voided years, where in each of those voided years, Aaron Donald's going to count ten million dollars in dead cap space on the Rams. So I don't know how they were able to find the Bobby Wagner money either, but the Rams are are doing their capologist and salary cap gymnastics better than anybody else right now. And it, it's, they can do that because they just won a Super Bowl and they want to go back and win another one. So they're taking advantage of the window they're in and they've got a very, 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 very cash rich owner in Stan Kroenke. So there's a difference in knowing that Aaron Donald's going to get 46 or whatever guaranteed of this $95 million, Stan Kroenke's got that in the bank ready to go if they have to do it. And that's what it takes to sign these big contracts. You have to have that guaranteed money in the bank available to pay out to the player if, in fact, you have to cut the player or for whatever reason you have to pay them out on their guaranteed dollars. So Stan Kroenke's got that. Amy Adams Strunk and her family is very, very wealthy, but they're not like the Kroenke's. They're not like Jerry Jones, excuse me, in Dallas. And the Titans are not cash broke by any means, but they're also trying to uh, build a new stadium, right? And so one thing that I want to keep an eye on, and I don't know how this is going to impact things, but does the building of a new stadium at some point impact the cash of the football side of things? Just because it happened with the Las Vegas Raiders. Because the Las Vegas Raiders moved from Oakland to Vegas which cost them $500 million in a relocation fee, which they had to be able to do and pay that to the league. And they couldn't afford Amari Cooper or Khalil Mack, right? So that's a that's an example there. The Titans and Amy Adams Strunk's family is saying they're going to liquidate everything they've got to you know put $700 million for this new stadium. But at some point, does that impact football at all? I don't think it's going to be a problem when it comes to Jeffrey Simmons' contract. But here's, here's the question I want to ask. If Aaron Donald's getting $31 million a year from the Rams, what is Jeffrey Simmons worth per year? I'll post so it what, again. I, yeah, you'll post it again so we can go through and read all those comments. So, Jack, I'll let you go through some read some comments because I do have the calculated market value for Jeffrey Simmons from our friends over at Spotrack. And Zach's not here to say Spo knows, but we'll talk about where they currently have Big Jeff now. Okay. Uh, Bryce says 20 to 23 million, probably about 60 mil guaranteed. Jimbo, 27 mil. Drake says four years, $80 million. Five years, 100 million from Steven. So we're all over, we're all at least at that $20 million number, some much higher. 
I like Dadson's comment here. Although most most sacks came lined up at the edge where they pay edges 1.4 million per sack, they paid Donald 2.4, and uh, he, he I believe he goes on to translate that uh, to Jeffrey Simmons worth being around 21 million dollars. Uh, so so that's certainly here it is. Yeah, with, with Donald setting pay at 2.4 mil per sack, Big Jeff with a nine sack year makes 21 and a half million. I think that's an interesting comment. I, I like that. I like it that is. work you did there, Dadson. It is. Yeah. Roger Wilson, Big Jeff has a big year, double digit sacks and high TFL, 25 to $28 million. Four years, 27 and a half, says Xavier. Um, Wayne says Tannehill's contract is impacting everything. Tannehill's on the hook for a lot of money. There's no well, doubt about and, that. And so let's remember the timeline here because Wayne's not wrong that Tannehill's, you know, $57 million of dead cap this year hurts and it goes down significantly after next season, but you still got big money there. And yeah, and then Ken's right. When you're, when you're paying Big Jeff, and I don't expect Jeffrey Simmons to play the A.J. Brown game, right? Uh, we don't know. He hasn't been here at the Titans facility for OTAs. We'll see next week, mandatory minicamp. Does Big Jeff show up? Because right now he's only being paid like $2 million this year from his rookie contract, and he's signed up and locked in to a $10 million fifth-year option for next season. Does Big Jeff start to play hardball? next week at mandatory minicamp. We'll find out. Uh, we don't know yet. But, yeah, the timeline of hopefully you see Tannehill come off the books and then Big Jeff's number climb considerably after that. We've got more responses. Polly D at 25 along with Scott. Bryce says 20 to 23 again. 23 from Ronnie. Guy, 22. Jeff, 21. Josh, 25 and a half. Stephen says $35 million per year. Uh, fire the GM. G-Man on Bass says, or G-Man on Bay says 26 for Big Jeff. Andrew, 22. Jason, 21. Low to mid 20 says Lucas. Jeff says 27. Four for 27 says Xavier. 20 to 22 is what he will get if he has a bit, another big year, says Titans Kyle. 25 from Justin, 25 from Teddy Wap, 24 and a half from John. Um, between 20 and 31 million, probably 25 after the Aaron Donald deal, says Brad. 23 and a half says Eric. That's in 21. Marquis 24, Zach 20 and a half, Ken 25, Ronnie 23, Caesar 25. So they're all over 20. Where yeah, where, where are you at? I, well, I wrote the story yesterday, and I you have to yeah. kind of keep in mind the rest of the market when, when you're talking about this. Uh, the top five highest paid defensive tackles in the NFL, Aaron Donald obviously getting $31.67 million a year. Then it's DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner in Indianapolis is on a four-year, $84 million deal, which which equates to $21 million on average. Behind him is Chris Jones getting $20 quick, million a year. When, when did DeForest Buckner sign that contract? Do you remember? Um, not off the top of my head. I can pull it up here while I while I continue. But um, the, following – okay, you, you pull that up and get back to me. Following Chris Jones at $20 million a year, you have Jonathan Allen in Washington who's getting $18 million a year, Vita Vea. $17.75 million a year. I think Jeffrey Simmons is absolutely a top five defensive tackle in this league. Whether you want to put him over Vita Vea, Jonathan Allen, Chris Jones, or DeForest Buckner, um, I'll listen to to that. But in, when with every year, the salary cap does rise, so you have more money you're able to spend on these guys. So just because DeForest Buckner is getting $21 million, he was probably getting $21 million a couple years years ago. The market has vastly changed. Obviously, not only with the Aaron Donald deal, but the salary cap, instead of going down like it was last year, it's going back up. So Jeffrey Simmons will have more money to work with or the Titans will have more money to work with to pay Jeffrey Simmons. 
I'm I'm saying it's going to be around 22, 22 to 23 million dollars. Um, that's contingent upon Jeffrey Simmons having another big year. Um, you, you start kind of playing with fire there because obviously, like the, the Harold Landry situation last year, you want Harold Landry to succeed, but you don't want him to set the complete earth on fire and hamstring you on the salary cap. Harold Landry had a Pro Bowl caliber season with 12 plus sacks, um, got paid, which he earned. Yeah. Um, so right. Jeffrey Simmons, I, I'm, I'm, if I had to put a number on it right now, right here, right now, because I do think Jeffrey Simmons will have another big year. I'm probably saying 22, 23 million dollars a year, lock him up for four. So what I think I'm looking at the correct way, because remember DeForest Buckner was a top five pick by the Niners traded to the Colts in 2020s off season under his fifth year option. So he played the fifth year option number in 2020 for uh, for 12.3 million, and then he started that four year deal in 2021. But he signed the deal with when he was traded to the Colts. So technically, he signed the deal going into the 2020 season, which is now two years ago, right? So if DeForest Buckner got an average of 21 million dollars two years ago, what's Jeffrey Simmons going to get next summer? Right, it's going to be so much higher because I'll go to the Spotrac number. They currently have Jeffrey Simmons' uh, market value at twenty-one million dollars. It's way higher than that, right? So, I think it's twenty-five. Really, like, I, I really do. I, I think it's twenty because because you're playing with time here, right? Because you're talking about next summer. What is Jeffrey Simmons going to demand after another season where the salary cap continues to climb? Jeffrey Simmons production we think is going to continue to climb and everybody else's value keeps climbing. That's kind of what I think it's, it's that uh, I, I kind of feel like 25 million a year is where it's going to be. And that's, that's the price you have to pay to keep Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons. I just said it. He's top five at his position. You, you want to keep, you want to keep some of the guys that are top five at their position in the NFL. You got to pay some money to do that. Jeffrey Simmons best years are ahead of him. He turns 25 in July. Um, he's entering his prime. We saw a taste of that last year. And obviously the three-sack game against the Bengals, if you weren't on the Jeffrey Simmons bandwagon before that game, you certainly were after. And the whole nation got to see that playoff game unfold. And Jeffrey Simmons just dominate the Bengals' soft offensive line. $25 million is a lot, but there's still, I mean, that's still a sizable gap between him and Jeff or him and Aaron Donald. Which I mean, Jeffrey Simmons isn't going to get 27, 28, 29, 30 million dollars like Aaron Donald did because he's not the best defensive tackle of all time. He's a top five defensive tackle in football and probably the best defensive tackle under the age of 25 in football, but he's still a long way from Aaron Donald. I I, I don't think 25 is out of reach. I, I think 25 is, is probably as high as I would go, but it's certainly not 21. I think you got to pay him at least 22 million dollars. If he stays healthy, he's got to stay healthy, and he's got to produce. I think if he stays healthy, he will produce. So $25 million, I could see it happening, but I'm sticking around that $23 million number. The crazy thing for Aaron Donald, as you look at his contract, it's like his base salary is not that crazy. But what they did is it, his signing bonus is like $25 million or more than that, Twenty-three, I guess $23 million. Then he's got – another uh, $25 million in roster bonuses. And so it, that's where the cash is just insane. So his, his base salary is the next three years. This year, it's just $1.5 million. 
then it's 13 and a half, then it's 10 million in base salary. But he's got crazy numbers in all these roster bonuses and options and restructure that that get the money in his pocket. Because money in his money in Aaron Donald's pocket this year is 31.5. Next year it's 28.5. And then in 2024 it's 35 million. But right? Austin, so Jeffrey Simmons is you you, you finish. Uh you finish. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is going to be below that. So if you're talking about money in pocket, Jeffrey Simmons will get his signing bonus that first year, right? So he'll have a high money in pocket that first year, but it's not going to continue to be that high yearly cash that Aaron Donald's getting because he's got in, next in 2023, he's got um, $15 million roster bonus on top of a $13.5 million base salary. In 24, he's got um, a $10 million base salary plus a $5 million roster bonus and almost a $7 million option uh, that brings up all that yearly cash, right? So Jeffrey Simmons is not going to be structured that way. It's all about the cap hit when you're a Titans fan, though. If, if you want to know yeah. how much he's going he's gonna to hurt the Titans cap, let's look at Donald's deal, for example. Donald's going to cost $24 million against the cap for the Rams in 2022. Next year, the cap hit is $38 million. That's an NBA cap hit right there. $38 million or, against yeah. the cap. Or Ryan Tannehill cap hit. So this is probably the last year the Rams can really go all out and spend all this money because when one player is costing you, what, about a quarter of the the, the allotted salary cap number that you have, you're, you're not going to be able to put a lot of talent around him. So this is probably yeah. the last year the Rams are going to be at that Super Bowl caliber level. Now, they'll still have stars, plenty of talent on that roster, but it's going to be hard to keep everybody. We saw it with the Chiefs after Mahomes is commanding a similar cap hit um, up in, up there in Kansas City. They had to get rid of Tyree Kill. They, you know, time was ticking. Who knows? You know, Tyron Matthew walked out the door as well. So uh, like Kansas City, the Rams are going to start having talent walk out the door because they simply can't afford it. Jeffrey Simmons, you hope the cap hit is, is controllable, right? You you hope it's not at that Aaron Donald level of $38 million. And it won't be. Yeah. It, it won't be that high. So what so what was your number? What was your number again? $23 million is where I'm going. Okay. I think it's 25. Just because the time and continued inflation, continued rise of the cap, I think $25 million uh, on average is what the what it's going to work out with. Uh, so, yeah, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. Normally, right now, we would do uh, our sports trivia, but I've got to be at practice in eight minutes. <laughs> so we don't have time for sports trivia because we all know it takes us eight minutes to get through four questions, maybe. That's if we're moving fast. Mm -hmm. So we will do sports trivia presented by Brentwood Imprint tomorrow, but we are going to throw shade a little early today. So let me uh, tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans before we get to shade today. If you need better health coverage, you can get that at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Go to the website, fbhp.com slash ATOZs. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. And there's so many ways they make it easy on you to join the Farm Bureau Health Plan family with over 200 plus locations across the entire state or all you got to do is just go to the website, fbhp.com slash ATOZ, start the process there. You can do it via Zoom, do it via phone call. Don't have to put on pants or leave your house, but you can go get a lower monthly rate with a better deductible, better coverage, actually have real service because they 
do a great job in the community, around the state with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Jack is a part of the family. Zach Bingham is a part of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family. You can too, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Bet MGM. Use this promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. This is for new users only. So if you're new to the if you're new to the sports betting scene, if you want to switch your sports books, if you don't like the one you're on now, get on BetMGM. It's easy to use and easy to win. Use promo code A to Z Sports for you new users to get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. You lose the bet, no sweat off your back. You're going to have the same amount of money you entered with. If you win the bet, that's just extra money on top of your initial deposit. So use that promo code A to Z Sports on BetMGM for a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. Throwing shade here on this Tuesday. Again, tomorrow will be Tuesday Sports Trivia. Uh, but throwing shade on this Tuesday because I only have five minutes left. Alonzo says I'm throwing shade at these gas prices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, had to fill up both my wife and I's car on the same day on Sunday, which was just like, oh, God, that just sucked. Just seeing all that money uh, going out there. David says major shade on porch pirates. Yeah, I don't – I can't – stand and understand how people steal packages off of other people's porch. G-Man on base says shade on AT&T coverage in Florida. I can only catch one A to Z morning show last week, but he's glad to be home. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That you glad to have you I was in the middle of nowhere, Dauphin Island. I was in Dauphin Island in middle of nowhere, Alabama Island off of Mobile where there is zero, uh, like any type of civilization in the bayou. And I had great service to watch the show. Uh, Nate says throwing shade on this weather. It's negative one here right now at midnight on the beach. Ooh. Nate's in Australia. So I don't know what the hell is going on in the Southern hemisphere right now, but negative one is that Celsius. It's gotta be Cross Australia Celsius. off your vacation list right now. Then yeah, not, not this time of year, not this time of year. Uh, uh, let's see more shade shade uh, on anyone who was worried about Burke's chase was horrible this time of year. And look what happened. Okay. I'm going to, I have two shades. One of them is this. I don't think comparing Jamar chase dropping passes to Traylon Burke's being out of shape. That's not the same thing. Mm-mm. Like Jamar chase had no problem being conditioned to go through practice. Like Traylon Burke's is out of shape showing up to your professional job, not being able to finish your first job day at work is concerning to me. And so, but they're not the same thing. So that's my first shade there. Will Dodson says shade on pro football focus. Xavier says throwing shade at Zach for another absence. Zach is in Dallas working really, really hard uh, in our Dallas market. He is not just taking the day off. So just remember that Xavier. Uh, Okay. Uh, Jack, what is your shade? (laughs) Y'all shades are cracking me up. What? Um, My my shade is, Uh, is, ESPN and anybody else who broadcasts college baseball games without the strike zone. Why are we not putting the strike zone up there? I understand that you, you don't want to, you know, just embarrass all of these umpires on national TV, but if they can't get the damn calls right in regionals, super regionals, the college world series, then what the hell are they out there for? We're going to look back in about 10 years and say, why in God's name did baseball refuse to go to, to the robots for balls and strikes for so, so long. Seriously. I mean, the umpires, their egos get in the way, especially when, you know, in intense ball games between two college teams 
who are, are just all over the place emotionally. They take things personal that they shouldn't. There should be a strike zone up there to hold those umpires accountable. It's disappointing that there's not. I know they can do it, and I know they're not, so they don't put these umpires on blast. But I don't care if you're if you're umping games at that high of a level. You you have to be you have to take some accountability on bad calls. You've got to put it up there. I just want to see it up there. I know that you're not going to get them all right because you're a human. That's the human element of baseball that the MLB can't can't you know just can't fathom getting rid of. You got to get rid of it. Go to the umpires for balls and strikes. If you're going to have a, a human back there, put up the damn strike zone so I can know what's a ball and a strike here. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, uh, let's see. Um, my shade was going to go. Somebody else had the shade. Where did it go? Because it lined up with my ah, Derek. It says shade on ESPN for saying someone failed a PED test when it never happened. That is my second shade to wrap up this show on this Tuesday. How can you possibly be an ESPN broadcaster and go take a tweet from a dude troll from your fan base, which is Arkansas, and verbatimly read it on air? about something as serious as a failed performance-enhancing drug test, then saying that the whole team is going to be drug tested and how this could significantly change Tennessee's outcome. That is just the most irresponsible thing you could possibly do as a broadcaster. And I understand fake Twitters and fake Twitter news happens. But if you're an ESPN employee and it's something as serious as a failed drug test, you cannot run with that without confirming it. Especially, he said it after Tony Vitello spoke to the media and said that he was sick and not feeling well. So that is my shade. Talk about lazy. That's embarrassing. You got to do better than that, ESPN. And I get it. You know, people get tricked by, you know, Twitter accounts all the time. Like, we had a show where we were talking about a Titans game on on. Thanksgiving didn't end up happening with a fake Twitter account, but you've got to be more responsible when you're, when you're, you know, levying that type of thing against a college athlete. So good shade. That's a good shade. Evan Russell deserved better. Didn't get it. Yes. It's upsetting. And like these are college athletes. Like, come on. And I will say uh, that we did just find this out a few minutes ago. Rob Moore, when speaking to the Nashville Titans media directly behind me, uh, did confirm that Traylon Burks has asthma. How hard was that? How hard was that? Why did we have to wait almost a full month from rookie minicamp for a Titans coach to just say that Traylon Burks has asthma? Like, it's not the end of the world. We just want to know. Like, they should have said that after we, the first day at rookie minicamp. Then everything's, everything's over. Like, it's fine. Oh, he has asthma? Okay understood like people have asthma i heard ramon foster say on the zone last week that troy palomalu had asthma i think he was pretty good at playing nfl football right so again just be honest and stop hiding stuff if it happens on the field where we can all see it we can all take videos of it be transparent right yeah i'm with you with just i mean it made things harder on Traylon burks Traylon burks shouldn't have to read all this stuff online because the Titans aren't, you know, speaking up for him. Uh, so yeah, they, they made that problem worse than it actually was. We now know. Um, but asthma, I think that, I think that is relieving to Titans fans to hear. 
it's not that hard. Like if they would have literally just said, yeah, he has asthma and today he had a bad day. We'll make sure we get that under control. Oh, okay, cool. Done. Over. Right. Right. It's over. Problem. Problem is over. Yeah. They, they just didn't linger made, for a month. Like Mike made Vrabel, a little problem, Mike, a big problem. Mike Vrabel had, I don't know how let's count. Okay. He talked after day one of rookie minicamp, right? So that's when it first happened. Then he did not talk the second day of rookie minicamp. He talked OTA day one, OTA day two. So Mike Vrabel said three opportunities where he's been asked that question and has not said anything. It took an, and it then Todd Downing didn't say anything. Traylon Burks didn't say anything. Traylon Burks said to ask Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel still didn't say anything. But today, finally, Rob Moore, thank you, Rob Moore, Titans wide receiver coach, for saying, yes, he has asthma. That's all we wanted to know. And it wouldn't have been a big deal. Okay, I got to go. I'm already late. So we will see you guys later on. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will do Tuesday sports trivia later on in the week tomorrow. So get ready for that. Uh, But we'll see you guys soon. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Talk to you guys later on.